Beyond the Fence Line, a podcast brought to you by the Texas Agricultural Land Trust. Created by landowners for landowners, we're proud to play a role in conserving the Texas legacy of wide open spaces. This is Chad Ellis with Texas Ag Land Trust. Uh, welcome to Beyond the Fence Line. Uh, it's, it's a time flies by, I guess, when you're having fun. This is uh, this episode's our one year anniversary. Um, it's it's amazing, and I can't believe I've been at uh, Talt for a year now and been doing this podcast for a year, and um, just uh, just really amazing, and appreciate all the listeners and all the support we've had uh, this past year, even with the tough time of pandemic and all the stresses we've had on producers. Uh, again, just uh, appreciate it. And, you know, I think with that too, um, you know, in the month of May, many, you know, you may or may not know, uh, the month of May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And, um, you know, I just think about, you know, just kind of reflect and think about this last year and all the pressures we've had and and everything. And we look at stats on it. Um, you know, I, I think Farm Bureau was showing like 70, 75% increase of stress uh, on, on some of their survey work with producers. And today we have with us a really good friend of mine, uh, Ryan Sexton. And uh, Ryan and his uh, just wonderful family, his wife, Jamie, and his three children, Riley, uh, James, and Addie, uh, live up in northern part of uh, the Sandhills of Nebraska. And uh, again, Ryan, I appreciate you joining us uh, today. Thanks for having me, Chad. I, uh, I appreciate the invite. So it's... Uh, beautiful day in the sand hills here well again ryan i appreciate you uh taking time i know you were busy today and on the road in between in, in between chores and doing things and uh you know just it really means a lot for you to take the time to to visit and and have a conversation well it's chad it's uh a pretty important topic you know it's uh as ranchers or farmers or just just folks in agriculture in general uh you know mental health is a conversation that we have at the table uh you know folks don't necessarily uh want to want to visit about it but it's real and it's it's a conversation that needs to be had uh, we see unfortunately we see the the results of, of a lot of stress and, uh, you know, and, and truthfully, I think that, uh, you know, folks kind of, there's a misconception out there that it's, uh, that it's always stress induced and that's, that's not always the case, you know, uh, it really is, uh, an illness and it's, it's heritable, uh, depression is anxiety and a lot of folks don't realize that, but, in agriculture, we we are always kind of pull ourselves up by our bootstraps to get through it type of a uh, community, and and sometimes that just doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, that's what's well said, Ryan. Um, you know, I think you know, and it, 
I probably know it just as as much as anybody is, you know, ranchers wear many, many, many hats, right? And, um, you know, how can those responsibility, you know, responsibilities of wearing all those hats have positive and negative effect on mental health? And uh, what what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of on some of that? Well, you know, uh, I think one of the major contributors is it's kind of an old school thought process where you know the, the man of the the operation or the husband or you know the the patriarch is makes the decision and we tend to you know we're starting to see more and more women get involved in agriculture and and it becomes truly more of a family business but think in the past you know it's that whole old adage that you know uh we've got to provide and so we don't ask for help uh and that's a that's a a real pardon the expression but a real ass kicker i mean it's it's tough uh when things get kind of pretty pretty tight uh you, you tend to take all that pressure on yourself and and a lot of times you know uh, you've got a partner that is set right there beside you that'll help you out um, so I think probably one of the things in my experience Chad that's pretty scary really is uh, someone gets really stressed and it starts to affect your relationship and when you don't talk about it uh, your spouse or other partners or maybe even your, your family your kids start to think they've done something that's that's causing you uh to to be stressed out you know and, and people show stress a lot of different ways but being pretty uh angry or or short uh and not very patient pretty common and so you know you're you're sending out these signals, and this whole time they think they've done something wrong, and and that's not the case at all. Uh, you know, so communication number one is is a is a start, but it it's good to to have that uh, kind of I, I guess for lack of better terms let let somebody else take on some roles as well you know uh one thing that that our our family has done uh my wife just before i kind of managed managed everything and uh, my wife does a lot more of the budgeting stuff now than she ever did before uh, she's always kind of been the the bill payer so to speak uh but as far as managing uh costs on the the operation she's extremely involved in that now where she was before and it's just nice uh i can go out and do some of the the day-to-day things that i need to do and uh it eases my mind i guess that i don't have to sit there and, and be thinking about the next step uh budgeting wise or how I'm going to 
to try to manage. Jamie does a very good job of keeping track of that stuff. That that helped tremendously. Yeah. No, I mean, I think both of us have been very blessed in um, having great great spouses and, and Jamie, she, she's, she's amazing. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I think the other part too, Ryan, I mean, you kind of mentioned it earlier of, um, you know, this, you know, really the, the discussion of mental health is avoided really in the ag, you know, it seems like more to me, like in the ag field, right. From our ranchers, farmers, absolutely, and, you know, and, and I think it's, and you mentioned it, it's right. It's, it's the way we've been raised, right. Of just, uh, you know, you fight through the pain and, you know, suck it up and you get it done. But, you know, I think times are changing and I think, you know, the pressures are harder today than I would say, you know, multiple generations ago with, especially when we look at as a community a whole, uh, you know, we're further and further removed from ag. I think it adds more pressures, right, from our freedom to operate to just, you know, trying to keep things, you know, trying to keep a profit. And, um, you know, I think it's it's hard when we start thinking about, right, when you start thinking about, you know, from your perspective and my perspective, thinking about your three kids and my two kids and yeah. how do we how do we get this future and how do we, you know, provide it back to that next generation, this legacy and the heritage that, you know, we've worked hard for and, you know, um, you know our, our future generations did. So why do you think that paying attention to this mental health is important in this career, especially? Well, Chad, it's, Truthfully, uh, and again, just speaking from my own experience, you know, when you start to get to a point to where you're you're struggling, uh, there's all kinds. Uh, everybody deals with it differently. Uh, I, I just, I was in a terrible storm, you know. So, uh, I, from sleep deprivation to you know, lack of clarity and, and not making as good a decision as I possibly could. And uh, all those things kind of add up. And, and pretty soon, you know, you're, you're, you're doing things that, that you just normally would do. So, uh, you know, the awareness side of it, uh, Nobody wants to to see a, an operation that's in in peril, so to speak. But uh, worse than that, nobody wants to destroy relationships. And uh, so it's it's really important to to really be cognitive of of what's going on and be truthful with yourself because um, you get to that point and sometimes honestly you can't get those things back. Right. Uh, you know, there's always, there's always more land to buy. Uh, there's more cows to calve or horses to break or fields to plow or businesses to start or, but, but you can't ever, there, there's a lot of those relationships you can't mend. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's uh you know, they all are, they're all synonymous, I, I think. And, 
that's a pretty fine line, you know, and so I, you know, again, speaking from my own experience, I, I've dealt with some uh, depression issues before in my life. Um, but, you know, this last round where I, I really had a major struggle, I'd actually torn my family down to a point to where my kids didn't want to go with me anymore. And, uh, you know, when I, when I sought help out, um, Jamie was actually had thought that she had done something that had caused me to no longer love her anymore, you know, and that's a, that's a pretty harsh reality uh, to hear those things uh, and to realize that, you know, I'm, I was solely accountable for that. It wasn't something that, that my family had any control over. I was, I was a cause of that. And uh, our, our struggles and our trials make us who we are. Uh, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, that, that was pretty hard. And, and honestly, Chad, it, it's an ongoing, I mean, I lost a lot of trust uh right in my family and and rightfully so so it's an ongoing battle to to kind of gain that back um you know those are the those are the things that that folks don't want to talk about um when it comes and i guess you know back to your your original question why why do we need to be cognitive or, or why do we need to be aware of it um that the idea of having a conversation and and letting folks maybe planting a seed that that lets them know it's okay and that there's help out there can stop that so it doesn't get to that point All right you know i guess ryan when you were kind of you know even today and and even kind of your past experience you know, what were some of those common stressors for you that really hit you? I tell you, one of the very worst ones was the, the cattle market. Um, you know, recently, and and I, you know, we we made the decision to sell all of our cows, and and that was the right move for us. But uh, to even today with no uh we custom graze so our our annual uh income is is fairly predictable uh, even today if i pull up the uh whether it be cattle usa or or whatever uh i get to look at the futures and it just almost makes me sick to my stomach uh -huh. uh, you know those things so you know, things that directly relate to your making ends meet, honestly, and it doesn't matter uh, trying to understand it. And there's a lot of folks out there that are really good at it, but trying to understand the relationship between uh, all the commodities and, and things and make financial decisions that are sound. And, you know, it it's little things. Uh, like 
missing missing a marketing opportunity and end up having to take you know 20 bucks a head less for a set of calves and it you know people say well it's only 20 bucks well sometimes uh you needed 30 to break even and and it those types of things are you know they just add up and uh I think that, you know, it's, uh, we're very, unfortunately, it seems like a, a lot of agriculture uh, seems to just be price takers, so to speak. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we make a plan and we sell our calves same time every year, same place and, and things like that. And, uh, we're not maybe uh, I wouldn't say doing as as good a job of, of marketing as as we could, but more so the fact that we we tend to be at the mercy of the market. And when you're in a, a low, obviously where the market's not good at any time, that's that's pretty tough um, because you can see it. I'm, you know it's coming, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Right. So, man, how do you, how did you get through it? Um, so, you know, honestly, Chad, I, I knew what needed to be done. And, uh, I, I've always, uh, since Jamie and I started, uh, we've been a team and, you know, I, I knew we needed to, to sell our cows and, and re, evaluate how we were selling our grass and i uh, i just couldn't uh i knew jamie didn't want to you know so uh that was a that was an extremely extremely hard decision and and i it got to a point to where you know i just i couldn't bring the the topic up and uh it it actually took my daughter telling me that she didn't want to go with me any longer uh for me to decide i better get some help you know and uh truthfully it was uh my my journey was as simple if anything as simple to to make a phone call and set an appointment up at at the local clinic here and just go see a general practitioner and tell them, you know, I needed some help and needed uh, help finding direction or where to go to, to get that help. So it, uh, you know, and I, uh, I had, I had, let myself get to a point to where uh you know it i i was in pretty serious need of of some intervention and that being said you know uh the first thing that happened is is i started medication and that's another thing that we don't do as ranchers right right there's right. two things yeah. we don't go to the doctor and yep. we don't take medicine. <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, that, that was tough, but uh, probably the, the most pivotal, excuse me, pivotal moment for me and my doctor was, was extremely um, good to, to work with. He was very progressive in how we went about our treatment, my treatment, but the, the most important thing he did was uh, when he sat me down and asked me, you know, what I was there for. It was just like if I'd went in for a sprained ankle, you know, he, he didn't really have any idea. And I, I told him I was really struggling with life and, and just having a hard time. And the very first thing he said was, does your wife know about this? And I said, well, I don't really know, I guess. And he said, well, you call her and tell her to get in here now. And he said, she is with you, right? I said, yeah. So I called Jamie and he brought her in and we sat down and uh, talked through it. And, you know, that, that being said, probably the most valuable thing that I learned through all this, number one, is my wife became aware of, of my struggle. And um, also that, you know, I didn't want to be on, I didn't want to take medication to control it. Um, I had to for a period of time, <laughs> but she started to understand when uh, I would, I would really start to struggle. Right. Right. So all of a sudden now I had a, an accountability factor and if I got, highly irritable or or she could tell I was stressed um if I got out of hand she would say hey you 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 need to pull back and get yourself in check mm-hmm. you know you're not you're not being very nice or you're being short uh realizing full well that I didn't want to be that way you know and those things uh that was that was huge and I think that it doesn't really matter if you everybody deals with stressors um their own way but if if you have a spouse that's well tuned to you and knows you well they they notice those things and maybe it's you know maybe it's you start to kind of draw back and seclude yourself from other people and maybe you're not spending as much time with your family or you know maybe excuse me maybe you no longer want to go help your neighbors when you, you've been the person that goes and helps all the time or or something like that yeah. they notice those things and then you know it's that it's just as simple as a hey are you, you doing okay yeah you know and uh those that that's probably done me more good than any medication long term than anything uh that i've done Mm-hmm. No, those are great. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, I'm guilty, right? I mean, I'm I'm probably react the same way you react, right? You take it out sure. on the, the ones you love and the ones that are closest to you. And um, there's no doubt I'm, I'm guilty of it. And uh, just trying to be aware of it. And I think we've, you know, kind of Tessie and I've kind of done the same thing of reading, you know, reading uh, yeah. each other, you know, on both sides of that. So, you know, you know, through this, right, it's a, it's about, you know, 
like you mentioned, accountability and help and, and um, people helping you, you know, either being spouse yeah. or others. Um, you know, how important is really the community and the family support? Um, it's absolutely pivotal. Like I said, you know, it's uh, the one thing. So it seems really hard, right? Because we don't want anybody to know we, that we're right. broken. Right. <laughs> Right. We don't, right. We don't yeah. want anybody to know we got problems, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but I I've actually found by being honest with people and open about it that it, I do it, it does make me feel better. Uh, and when I when I do have a serious struggle, um, I I find that it and it takes a lot of people are taken back, you know, and uh, I. I actually, you know, Chad, I'll give you an example. Uh, the community I grew up in um, has a, um, I would say, an unusually high uh, suicide rate. And it's, it's solely an agricultural community. Uh, I shouldn't say solely, but pretty much. The, there's few families that work on the railroad and of course there's there's a teaching community there as well but um has an extremely high suicide rate for a real rural small town america and uh -huh. i was visiting with a young man uh after branding and that that came up and uh just the idea of suicide and, and things like that and that's the one you know that's another thing no one wants to even begin to approach right and he said well i just don't get it he said you know guys like you and me can't ever understand that and i kind of smiled at him and i said i get it and he said he looked at me and said how can you get it and i said because i've been there you know and uh -huh. and he just he didn't he didn't know what to say and i think he wanted to argue with me for a minute and uh you know nobody wants to Nobody wants to admit that that they've been so low in their life that they've they've actually thought about taking their own life or um but it 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 truly is it's real you and I both know that uh, right right and and unfortunately uh i I know some some folks well that have have ended their own life and and uh that's a that's a devastating yeah. hard um thing to deal with uh yeah, it is. I've, I've been right there with you it's it is very difficult and so when you start to talk to you know you ask about the community um somebody you know so what what difference can i make uh or what difference does the community make because they they didn't have anything to do with that well you know maybe maybe they did and maybe they didn't um you know i mentioned earlier that i've i've had struggles most of my life and uh just i mean i i there's i've struggled uh i wouldn't say that i've necessarily ever struggled with addiction but uh i've darn sure been to a point to where um you know i would relying on some pretty bad habits to to drown my sorrows you know for a, a period of time and uh 
those those types of things are are extremely detrimental to your your health your mental health not not right. necessarily yeah. just physical health but uh you know and when i when i kind of worked through that and and i didn't uh, i wasn't seeing a therapist or anything but i just at some point i had a reckoning i guess and and started to understand that uh you know there's i had a lot of things to be really thankful for mm-hmm. um and and when you sit and think about those things uh that's where your community kind of comes in right because uh my folks divorced uh separated when i was like 13 and divorced by the time i was 16 um and not a like a lot of divorces not good uh struggled tremendously through high school and and things but at all that time uh there was a community that really cared about me uh and uh they they loved me for who i was so you know as i got older um i could i could literally sit down and and write a book um about moments in my life that were defining and it was as simple as a teacher that gave me a hug um you know a, a coach that that told me good job or a, a a friend's dad that that gave me a hug when I graduated from high school and told me he was proud of me. Yep. You know, um, it's it, there. I've just got hundreds, if not thousands of those moments in my life um, where people truly, you know, it doesn't seem like it so much because it's so simple, but they, they did invest in me. Um, and and they're still doing it today um you know and for myself one thing that that really helps me i guess or or something that i i like to do is to give back right Mm -hmm. and when you when you've had some of those struggles um you can kind of you can kind of see it in people you know and uh Sometimes it's as simple as as just telling somebody that, man, you look really nice today, or did you did you get your hair done? It looks beautiful, you know. And the reaction today to those kinds of things is funny to me, but right. Right. we live in such a fickle world that you know you never know how somebody's going to take it and. You know, when you see a as a as a man, when you see a woman that that looks especially nice or whatever, and you comment on it, the first thing they do is look at your wife like, <laughs> uh, you, "You really just told me how nice I look in front of your wife, right?" Yeah. Well, Jamie gets it. Right. Right. You know, and and. Uh, it's simple compliments when you know that somebody's struggling and, and lots of people struggle with their, their image. And, and, you know, we live in a world where if, if society thinks you're overweight, you're some sort of a, 
demon or or whatever it may be or you know uh there's all kinds of things and it's it truly is as simple as being kind and not afraid to to focus on somebody's positive attributes and and tell them compliment them Mm -hmm. everything we see today is negative you turn on the doggone news and it's just junk you know it's somebody's always trying to catch an angle to tear somebody else down yeah well like you said it's those little things right it doesn't take a whole lot of effort either and uh, no yeah but there is a lot like you said there's not much of it anymore um you know and and as children um you know we we have an opportunity to to kind of mold these kids you know and and like i said earlier when you start talking about mental health and and it is absolutely hereditary uh but it's there's also um how you deal with it is learns right 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 so when when you see folks lashing out and uh you know this whole bullying deal it used to be you just took somebody out back and and dealt with it and can't do that anymore today right <laughs> so uh you know but trying to teach your kids how to to deal with it positively and to not let them uh let it drag them down you know our oldest daughter has had a tremendous struggle struggle in school and our son going into middle school is has had a heck of a struggle in trying to teach them how to be positive instead of letting them kind of get drunk drugged through the gutter so to speak right and that's a uh something that maybe you become more aware of if you if you have those struggles and you know chad something that that a lot of folks don't talk about either is uh oftentimes when you see a person that's maybe uh negative or or whatever you want to say it it's because of right struggles of their own yep so yep. being aware and learning to be compassionate um you know uh and and try to strike a conversation you know that's that's kind of what what we've been talking about a little bit is how you start the conversation well sometimes it's as simple as uh just having a conversation you, you don't have to know exactly what someone's problems are to make a difference uh but showing that you care enough to to acknowledge someone and and ask how they're doing and you know, it's, it's truly, truly is that simple. Uh, it's not a fix all, but being genuine and asking someone how their day is makes a difference. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, negativity, you know, feeds upon itself and, you know, and, and it's just, you know, seeing through that, you know, where I've, you know, I think I've struggled. Ryan is, is, you know, I've had, you know, people I'm really close to that are, that committed suicide that yep. I did I, that 
covered it up well, right? Their struggles. Sure. I didn't see it and, and uh, you know, was with them all the time. And we had, you know, conversations and, and I just, you know, you kind of sit there and second guess of what else could I have done? And, um, you know, it, it, and then that gets you sort of in the tailspin of uh, that depression yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Chad, I guess if it's a hard reality and this is way oversimplified. Um, but truthfully, you know, there, there are some people that have such a great struggle that, that, um, it, it, there's nothing you can do. Right. And that's, right. that's a very hard, harsh reality, you know, um, uh, recently, uh, you know, last year there was a young man that uh, lives here uh, in the Sand Hills that just kind of went over the edge, you know, and he, he became extremely dangerous and uh, he ended up losing his life. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know all the circumstances of that. I know that he left a, a wife and some little kids and it's hard to make sense of that. But, uh, you know, there's a, there's a point to where, you know, we, we need to, to try to help someone and then be very supportive of, of finding the right medication. Um, you know, we we're kind of having a conversation here about depression, right? And anxiety and things. And um, mental health isn't just depression and anxiety. Right. You know, I've, I've had some experience um, with a gal and, and to be honest with you, I don't know exactly what her diagnosis is, but uh, one of the hardest conversations that I've ever had in my life is I realized that her medication wasn't working and I was, I was aware that she took some medication. Um, but I didn't know exactly what for or what it was supposed to do and <clears throat> to, to not be condescending or anything else, but she was just a little bit different anyway. Right. Right. So I got to know her well enough though, that I could see some of these changes and, and I actually, I had to walk into her parents' house and I'm, I'm talking a gal that's, uh, in her late forties or early fifties and walk into her parents' house and say, uh, you know, she, she needs some help because this, this is get, she's, she's having struggles and I don't know if you're seeing it, but here are the things that I hear and see. And, um, uh, you know, it, it kind of makes you feel like you go back to kindergarten or, uh, and you're the, you're the tattletale, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but at the same token, um, I, I was very concerned uh, for her well-being and her parents' well-being. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to make a decision, uh, the right decision, in my opinion, to, and honestly, they, she she had to uh she had to go to a, a 
wellness center or a mental health center and and spend a few weeks so they get her medication regulated and controlled and she'd come out of it but um, she was to a point to where she could have possibly been dangerous and um, you know I'm I'm not a doctor I don't know if she's dealing with um, something like schizophrenia or or what exactly you know but uh, her perception of what was going on around her and around the world was much different than what actually was happening and I'm I'm not talking about um, you know thinking that somebody else said something or I mean right. she she kind of was hallucinogenic to point where she thought there were people coming to get her and, and things like that so you know we there's uh, there's all kinds of of issues out there and some of them are are they're all uh, I guess so to speak medical issues but some of them are aren't um, don't deal with having a bad day or, or being stressed out they just are and yeah. um, sometimes we can't see those things uh, you know uh, one that that comes to mind uh, bipolarism is is a uh, far more common than we realize and when you sit and listen to people and and they get comfortable enough to visit with you uh, you realize you know I know several people that deal with with uh, bipolarism and and that's a pretty scary thing right yeah, it is. Uh, yep. yep one one minute you you're talking to one person and the next you're talking to somebody else and um, things being supportive of people taking their medication and going to their doctor's appointments and and uh, you know the the other thing that we don't think about much and uh, Chad is not everybody has a a family that lives with them right 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 you asked you asked about the community so now uh, here's here's a point to where you know, you've got a, a somebody that's single that lives by themselves, and uh, how did how do they? There isn't anybody in the home to say, "Hey, you're you're not quite yourself today. Are you? Yep. You doing okay?" Yep. Yeah, uh, that accountability is harder. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, a close friend of mine. Uh, you know, he, he deals with some addiction problems and stuff. And, uh, he lost his dad unexpectedly and kind of blamed himself and he lives alone. Um, you know, and was on family operation till his dad passed away. And, uh, he just truly needs somebody to call up and say, how are you doing? Uh, how things going today or pull him over on the highway when you meet him and and visit with him you don't have to to talk about anything specific uh but he needs uh, in my opinion you know it seems like he does pretty good when uh when there's somebody there right you know i mean ryan i guess you know 
you think about and you've, you've shared, a, you know, a lot of these stressors and, uh, you know, struggles you've had, um, even with all of them, you know, why do you keep branching? And I guess lastly, <laughs> that's you know, a good it, question, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, and is it worth it? You know, really? I, so. I've, I've had that conversation <laughs> with myself. I don't know how many times, you know, and uh, I, I, I actually, Chad, and, and you know this, but uh, for the folks that are listening, I, I'm a trained diesel mechanic. Um, I left the Sand Hills and, and went off to tech school and I worked for a couple of years and, and I, I came back to the Sand Hills because it's what I wanted to do. And, was home you know and i i interestingly enough one of the my my oldest brother kind of raised me right so when my dad left uh, he was graduating from college my brother was and and he come home and and helped my mom and and kind of raised me and started a trucking company and when i graduated from from high school he uh I'd already had plans to go off tech school. He was going to build me a shop and buy me a truck. And he said, I'll build you a shop and you can drive your own truck as long as you'll fix mine when, <laughs> when things break down or whatever, and I'll build you a good shop, you know, and it kind of offered me a partnership and I blew up and I said, I'll never, never come back to the sand hills. There's absolutely nothing here for me. I hate it here. Mm-hmm. you know and that's one of the biggest blow-ups we we have ever had uh to date and uh <clears throat> excuse me uh that being said you know I was only gone about three years or four years and then I came back um so it it really is something I I feel like that you develop a passion for um some later in life and some are pretty much born with it uh we see folks like that all the time but you know as i sit and and evaluate kind of my life or what i'm doing um i often ask myself if it's worth the struggle and um i all i have to do is look at my kids and uh it's worth every minute of it um <coughs> excuse me um the opportunities that we're able to uh, allow our children and and the community they're raised in, the values and the work ethic that they have, um, you know, it, it'd be pretty hard for me to raise raise our kids in town, um, and teach them the responsibility that we have Um, our kids are a very integral part of our operation Um, so from a very young age you know and uh, they've got a lot of responsibilities on the ranch and and part of that uh, I guess payment or reward for their hard work is they get to do a few extra things or for themselves or of their own, you know, so our kids own cows. Uh, they each have a handful of cows and they've recently got into the goat business and 
um, our youngest daughter's got chickens and raises eggs and things. And those are, those are their businesses. You know, they're learning at a young age, how to, to manage their money, um, how to make wise purchases and what the repercussions of, of not doing your homework or your research are and, and buying something that probably maybe wasn't the best idea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like all parents, we guide them, but, um, we let them make some mistakes. So they realize, you know, that, um, there are repercussions for the things that you do. And, uh, there's, there's good kids from all over and all walks of life. But I, I think that we have a unique, uh, unique opportunity in agriculture to, to raise a family. Um, and it can darn sure be a business, but the bonus of being able to raise your family in a rural community is just, to me, uh, honestly, it's invaluable. Um, I'm, I'm sure lots of, lots of folks feel like, uh, maybe not, um, we, we miss some other opportunities, uh, you know, our kids don't go play little league baseball or go to soccer practice all summer long or any of those kinds of things. They uh, got one that's going into high school that'll will do more sports related things. They work through the summer um, and learn the value of that. And and with that, we try to play too. Yeah. So uh, I guess well said. And you know, just from outside, I mean, you and Jamie have done a a wonderful job you got three wonderful kids and you can see the way you've raised them and and you know the the young adults that they're turning into um and uh you know it, it excites me of just seeing because i mean that's our future right and um your yeah. kids and my kids and seeing them grow it, it it it's encouraging for sure it's the, you know, I, the future of our country. That's right. That's right. Um, I really, Ryan, I appreciate the conversation, your honesty yeah. and, and everything. Is there you know, any last uh, words you'd like to share or any last thoughts? In, you know, Chad, uh, something that, that we've had multiple conversations about that I think is, a, is another huge stressor. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the things in agriculture haven't been at the top of their game for the last few years and times have been tough but uh even for for operations that are fairly financially sound uh i one of the the major stressors i see and have conversations uh, with people about is generational transition yes uh you know the the older generation try and decide whether they really want to put their kids through that um what they've had to deal with to keep the operation going and the younger younger generation trying to decide whether they can actually make a go of it um and you throw in family dynamics and you know somebody wants their piece of the pie so they they think that they ought to sell the operation and the other uh child or or whatever wants to to operate it and try to make a go of it you know how do you how do you balance all that so that's a tough one uh 
you know, and I, I think the younger generation, sometimes we lose sight of how hard those decisions are for our parents or grandparents or whoever it may be. Um, it's a very delicate topic and honestly as delicate as mental health is. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. It's a, it's a huge, huge problem we have and uh, it's just going to keep compounding right i mean we look at our age look at our age of our operators today and and uh it's coming quickly upon us for sure yeah i uh you know and i mentioned earlier kind of one of the things that helps me is being able to give back and and trying to make a difference and uh with that said i'd invite your listeners uh the National Grazing Lands Coalition is, hosts uh, a conference, as you know, uh, here this coming December in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and there will be an entire session dedicated to mental health um, at that conference. And, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, it's a it's a hard, hard topic to to address and a hard one to have a conversation about, but I think the more that that people become comfortable um, visiting about it, the the bigger difference we can make. Um, so I, if if folks are are interested, uh, check it out uh, at the Nat GLC website and get registered and come on down to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I second it, Brian. I mean, you know, I know you and I are very biased and but I mean it's the best conference out there, right? Where it's yeah. producers producers visiting, you know, with producers and telling the stories, the good and the bad. And that's that's the great thing. It's about the honesty and us learning from one another or from you know across the country. And there'll be, you know, sessions like you said on uh uh generational transfer as well and and grazing and stewardship and I mean it's just a just a great, you know, talk about a community. Mark, yeah. Marketing, marketing the whole, yeah. the whole oh, gamut. Yeah. We'll yeah. cover the whole works. Yeah. So uh, I, I do encourage everyone to to join us, join Ryan and I in, in Myrtle Beach uh, this coming December. And uh, again, uh, thanks, Ryan, for, for joining us and, and sharing your story. And, uh, you know, I love you, brother. Thank you, Chad. I uh, I appreciate the invite, and and I love you too. That's uh, the world needs that today. Uh, those uh, that those simple words mean all everything in the world. Uh, folks need to to become comfortable and and not so conscientious, I guess, that they can't tell someone that that they're loved because that's, that's what truly makes a difference. Yep. You know, I, you know, I just, again, encourage, you know, some of the listeners, if you're struggling to, to reach out, you're not alone. There's people for you, you know, farm bureau just launched uh, a new um, site called mine resource directory. So um, go to farm state of mind. So again, it's all one word, farmstateofmind.org. And there's, you know, information and in, in where it can help you, guide you to other, you know, for help and, and resources for you. So again, I encourage you and reach out to, 
you know, like, like Ryan has said, your family and community, and uh, we're all there for you. Um, Chad, I'd, I'd like to mention, you know, that, uh, and I'd, I'd have to go through and, and make sure this is still up to date, but uh, I believe that when I started to, to seek out some professional help in 2018, there there was uh, there was assistance written into the farm bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's something if you're if if it's financial stress uh, and folks are struggling and they're wondering how they're going to pay for this um whether whatever there's help uh no matter what you know uh, there's there's help somewhere and you just you need to let people know but uh you know farm bill covered uh health sessions and and things like that uh so you know don't be afraid to reach out and and uh folks i'm I'm pretty accessible myself. I'd I'd be more than happy to have a conversation with someone. So, uh, you know, if you uh, just do a quick Google search, uh, my my name and and number will will come up. Uh, so, uh, anytime that somebody wants uh, wants to have a conversation, I'd I'd be more than happy. I appreciate that, Ryan. And again, just want to thank again, all the followers for listening and just want to encourage everyone again to go, uh, you know, follow the beyond the fence line and, and as well as our social media. um, So you can kind of keep informed on these next uh, episodes coming up. And, um, you know, lastly, I just really want to, to, you know, it is our, our one year anniversary. And I just really want to thank a few people kind of about the behind the scenes of keeping this podcast going of uh, with Lydia uh, Saldana and Jacqueline Roberts and uh, Jonathan Bell. Uh, Again, appreciate all of y'all's hard work and it takes all of us together. And again, all of our uh, listeners, uh, it takes all of us to keep Texas big, wide and open. Beyond the Fence Line is brought to you by the Texas Agricultural Land Trust, dedicated to conserving the Texas heritage of agricultural lands, wildlife habitats, and natural resources. Find out more at txaglandtrust.org.